Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Mark and Sarah talk about songs. They talk, talk, talk about, talk about songs. Hello, groovy cats and slinky kittens. Welcome to episode four of America's Damp 40, the season of Mark and Sarah talk about songs where we are choosing the moistest soft rock hits of all time. I am your co-host, Mark Blankenship, and joining me in a room that is covered floor-to-ceiling with shag carpeting is Sarah D. Bunting. Hello, Sarah. And one spindly, lonely fern. Hello. (laughs) Spindly, lonely fern sounds like it could be the name of a Steely Dan song about a young woman named Fern, but we'll get to it. Uh, Before we move forward with today's countdown, which includes five new contenders, I wanted to just remind you where we were last week in our top five. In fifth place, it was a new entry from Orleans with Dance With Me. In fourth place, it was Arthur's Theme by Christopher Cross. In third place, another new entry, Hello by Lionel Richie. In second place, Cool Night by Paul Davis. And in first place for the third consecutive week, it was Baby Come Back by Player. But Sarah, we've got some new songs that want to see if they can shake that up a bit. Why don't you tell us what they are? Uh, We sure do. And I expect uh, some shakeups at the top and bottom, teehee, shake and bottom, of our standings. This week, we will have a top 20. And joining the fray are the following five songs. Hey 19 by Steely Dan, How Much I Feel by Ambrosia, I'd Really Love to See You Tonight by England Dan and John Ford Coley, <laughs> I Honestly Love You by Olivia Newton-John, and I'm Not in Love by 10CC. Now, just a reminder, if you're new to this or just forgot, you can follow along with the rankings and vote, even if you're not a paid Patreon supporter, at patreon.com slash mastass. That's where our CentCom is for all of this stuff. We'd love to hear your comments. We'd love to see your votes. Your votes are important to this process, which, P.S., has the force of law, Once we select the moistest hit of all times, it enters the record books in stone. I have a chisel. I am ready. It is happening. Sonia Sotomayor will be overseeing that ceremony. It's very exciting. It it is very exciting. Um, I have an outfit all picked out. (laughs) A little little wrap dress and some uh, wedge (laughs) heels. It's going to be fantastic. I also feel like it's worth noting here that Sarah mentioned that your comments are important, and we've been talking offline about how good the comments have been on these polls, y'all, The and on Facebook and on Twitter. Just the the level of discourse that's happening around this season is very exciting, and I want to say for both of us that we appreciate it, and we want more, more, more. Yes, we absolutely do. Uh, that's at Talk Songs on Twitter, and it's Facebook.com slash Mastass right that's that is correct (laughs) i just everything is like bookmarked and i don't remember how you reach us because i feel like we've been doing this since the 70s which in a way we have this is what we were born to do um all right so i suppose we have to get into it with our first song that we're confronting today which is hey 19 by steely dan uh shall we hear a clip or do you have any chart facts to impart before we begin um, I can go ahead and drop those facts after the clip. <clears throat> what I do want to say is that when we were doing the early research about this season, we had some people who vociferously objected to the inclusion of Steely Dan on this type of countdown, and uh, we decided to plow ahead and include them anyway, and that is just what I want you to be considering as you hear this clip. Um, I concur. I think that it's going to open up the discussion about what constitutes moisture. Um, I think it's also going to put a price on our collective heads for including Steely Dan. Steely Dan Nation, please forgive us. Here's a clip from Hey 19. She don't remember Queen of Soul. 
Well, look, I I enjoy this song orally, but there's just something so condescending about this lyric. And um, I think fans of the song and the band will argue that this is an ironical take on mm-hmm. uh, the sort of sleazo old guy at the club um, subgenre of song. I think that it manages to be as I think that's as condescending as this lyric is. Um, there's a, you know, there's this like the tequila and the cocaine let me tolerate this uh, nubile idiot uh, not understanding my musical genius. I just I, I find Steely Dan lyrics sometimes off-putting in the way it's off-putting to spend time with musicians who think that you're, uh, I don't know, Luddite for not caring about Captain Beefheart, but that doesn't <laughs> speak to the moisture. So I, I don't know. I'm interested to hear what you think, because I feel like there's musically, orally, this... Um, similarity with uh some vocal stylings of one michael mcdonald yeah michael mcdonald sang backup on their song peg so that's a really spot on reference sure i mean i think there is a lot of um like spiritual crossover with steely dan and the doobie brothers but yeah i just uh, it sounds really moist but i i think that the people who vociferously objected to having it in this countdown might have a point that said, I think there is a, um, seventies guy musician, um, like self-absorbed superiority to this that does link arms with the concept of moisture. What do you think? I think that, this song peaked at number 10. I don't actually think that. I know that. I just want to get that in there. <laughs> so there was a period in the very early 80s when enough people thought that this piece of shit song was good enough <laughs> to send it to the top 10. Sarah, I know that we are not ranking these songs based on what we think of them, but I cannot get through this whole song. I have tried four times, and I cannot get through it. I hate it <laughs> so much. Hate Flames on the side of my face. Mm. I find the ironic posturing so unbearable. And the, even the way that he fucking sings, the way he sings, read the Franklin. Like, yeah. just, yeah. It's, it's okay to mean it, sir. And you're not proving anything to me by not meaning it. And I just cannot fucking handle music like this that is so purely intellectual and almost seems to mock the idea of feeling something. Yeah. And I would rather have 300 listens to the song Dance With Me by Orleans, which at least in its simpering qualities is sincere or comes across that way, to this holier than thou, hipper than thou, I hate you for liking what you like and I hate you for not liking what I like quality. And with regard to the moisture of the song, again, this is a song about a guy who – Basically, is the Matthew McConaughey character from Dazed and Confused who yeah. says the crazy thing about high school girls is I keep getting older, but they stay the they same stay age. They stay the same age. Ugh. Um, this is, I feel like, a song that is the aural equivalent of negging, where the guy is basically telling this 19-year-old, you're stupid. And he hopes that if he says it enough that she'll fuck him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this older guy said that I'm dumb. I guess I'd better fuck him so he can feel better, which is, you know, a trap that you can put someone in sometimes. And I think that's actually deceptively moist. And I agree. We've talked so much about duplicitousness as an element of moisture. So I think that this song, though I only put it in 12th place for nine points, is still a moist song and absolutely deserves to be on this countdown. Also, fuck this song. Um, I wasn't clear. <laughs> yeah, I, as uh, the 19-year-old who was, well, dating is not what was happening, but uh, had a 40-year-old boyfriend, I guess, whatever, uh, <laughs> fuck boy slash man when I was 19, and you get a lot of, you get a lot of this 
you've never heard of such and so? And it's like, I've, I just got here. <laughs> yeah. Gramps. But like, buy me beer like you're supposed to. And sh- then we're going to fuck, which is what you want. But like, leave it out with the with the commentary. Anyway, I um, agreed with you about the moisture that I think whatever the intent is, it's actually moist in spite of itself. Like sometimes the <laughs> satirization of the thing is the same as the thing. And yes. I think that's the case with Steely Dan. Do not at me. I will not have it. Um, I had it in 11th place with 10 points. Well, and the patrons agreed with you exactly, Sarah. They also had it in 11th place with 10 points. And, you know, just this is a bit of a sidebar, but the, the idea of the satirization of the thing sometimes becomes the thing itself makes me remember this music video that Pink released for her song Stupid Girls, where she was acting like a video ho. And it was supposed to be a commentary, but the recreation of video ho images was so specific that I remember thinking the 13 year old boy thwapping to this is not thinking no. about your ironic distance. No. um (laughs) you know for kids (laughs) now sarah way way back when we started talking about this idea even even in its most nascent form i feel that you were mentioning the next song on our countdown as emblematic of what we were trying to get at here so uh i'll let you introduce the song that comes next uh, this is Ambrosia's How Much I Feel, which um, <laughs> my esteemed colleague Jeff Drake got into it with me on Twitter <laughs> about this. And it's like, you know, how dare you malign this song? And here's the thing. First of all, I feel like everyone's like, Ambrosia, I don't like, I don't know this song. And the minute it comes on, people are like, oh, this bitch. Second of all, this is a wonderful like i love this song but there is some dark shit happening in here and i think it's also damp shit i pulled a very long clip of this because i wanted you to get the full experience of this fantastic immersive um what is the word i'm looking for not immersive i mean i guess it's a compelling vocal that i love from this narrator who is gross so this is a bit longer of a clip than i wanted to pull but here we all are with how much i feel by ambrosia it's gonna hurt me but i break away from you Oh, my God. I mean, that's uh, David Pack on the lead vocal. And I mean, that vocal is just stunning and it brings you right back. It's like a time machine that brings you right back to the 70s. Ferns, Musk, Poppers, all of that. But (laughs) here's what's happening in the song. The first verse is like, I don't know where you heard that I cheated on you. He doesn't actually say he didn't cheat on her he just says i don't know where he heard that shit um but because i love you i'm gonna let you go the second verse is like um you know if you reached out to me i who am you know spending a productive rainy saturday afternoon rubbing one out to the memory of our love uh i'd be totally into it all will be forgiven like um i think you actually probably did cheat on her and here's why i think that in the third verse he's like so yeah it's been a few years now everything's going good i'm married to someone else but there's something i just have to say sometimes when we make love i think about you like (laughs) he says the phrase make love extremely moist 
all of this is about um, sex and getting it in, but also reframing it so that whatever went wrong is somehow the woman's fault, even though it's his fault. And then he sells out his fucking wife <laughs> by being like, and then he, they have that third verse where he's like, so sometimes when we make love, it's your face that I picture. Uh, Which is supposed to be romantic? Yeah, I, I don't no. know. I still see your face. like, eh. And then they go into the chorus, which immediately fades out so that you don't think too much about what just happened. I, I mean, this is sine qua moist, nay moist ultra moisture, in my opinion. Um, it could be sincere, but in my opinion, that's also the problem with it. Uh, I think it's manipulative in the extreme. Either he's obsessing about this woman, even though he married someone else, or uh, he's a sexual grifter. But either way, for years now... Per the lyric, this has been going on. Um, the song, qua song, musically, I I love it. And this, I mean, David Pack kills this vocal and the harmonies are fantastic. But it's just really unsettling. And like every time I hear that third verse, like even if I'm just walking around with my earbuds in, I just start laughing because when else would this would this first happen but the 70s <laughs> honestly like <laughs> yeah so you know when i'm when i'm banging my spouse who i married after you left because you got sick of my shit i'm still picturing you so now you both hate me bye uh so yeah number three 18 points <laughs> because i think the only reason that it doesn't step to some of the other top entries the reason it didn't come in at number one for me is that i think there is a chance that even though he is extremely misguided in his emotional politics uh there is a chance that this is sincere and just that he shouldn't have said the quiet fappy part out loud. <laughs> Your thoughts? Uh, well, first of all, this song peaked at number three for three weeks. And I think that speaks to the fact that, like you just said, this song is real dope. Like, mm -hmm. I was grooving to the clip. Yep, I same. have that. <laughs> and it is really exciting waiting for him to get to that very last high note in the chorus because he makes it sound so effortless. Yeah, he does. And you know, um, white singers get a lot of flack for stepping to R&B vocal stylings, but I think that he does a really good job here. I Yeah, I think he doesn't try to make it anything it isn't. Yes. And like the, at least the, the singing of it is sincere. The lyric might be right. Might be the old it, um bait and switch but and he rides the groove so well that it really feels like you just can get lost in the sexy slink of it all and you know I, I actually hear this song and even though I wasn't um, old enough to be aware of my surroundings let alone the radio I can imagine people in those tight disco pants just like bumping hips <laughs> it's just yeah. it's like what else can you do so like you I really really like this song and um, I've been listening, as I know you have too, to so much soft rock these last few weeks. Like, more than one person should probably ever listen to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting for me to just notice which songs actually bubble up out of the morass and become a song that I really enjoy hearing again. And this is absolutely one of them. Now, that said, I think that the there's something about the blinkered honesty of the third verse that keeps this song from being quite as moist for me as some blinkered of the others. Blinkered honesty. That's gorgeous. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Because it, I think what you He's just said. groping towards saying, something literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> saying the quiet, fappy part out loud is what he's doing here. And <laughs> you can imagine that maybe he thinks that it's a good move and it says more about him than he wants it to. Yeah. Anyway, that shit is so interesting and funny, like you said. And it really gives this song a lot of personality. And I am here for a song that has uh, 
a complicated story to tell. And like, for instance, this is so much more narratively satisfying to me than a guy in Steely Dan who is trying to berate a woman into sucking him off. Like, no, I'm not here for that. <laughs> so I put how much I feel in a very sturdy fifth place Ooh. with 16 points. Okay. And the patrons, uh, I'm sorry, the listeners put it in sixth place with 15 points. So high marks across the board for how much I feel. And speaking of high marks and many other things, we have next, I'd really love to see you tonight by the complexly named England, Dan, and John Ford Coley. Um, I'd just like to register my objection to how many fucking Dans there are. Like, just <laughs> this week, it's really bad. We've got Steely Dan. We've got England Dan. We've got um, F- The Fogue is coming up in the next yeah. episode. Yeah. There's, it's just like Dan Broja, uh, Dan Stuffer <laughs> Cross, uh, Dan CC. It's bad. There's too many Dans. I'm married to someone named Dan. I don't need it. Hey, Dan Jakes, you're not enjoying this either. Um, so justice for dance, but, uh, yeah, I'd really love to see you tonight. I think would probably be called by listeners or anyone to whom this concept has just been explained for our season as the, um, nay moist ultra of this genre. But, uh, let's hear a clip of, I'd really love to see you tonight. I won't ask for promises So you don't have to lie We've both played that game before Say I love you then say I am like okay. cringing right now. Again, I'm so embarrassed for everyone who ha- has ever lived. <laughs> oh, Sarah, there are so many interesting facts to dep- to impart about this particular song. First of all, it peaked at number two for two weeks behind Play That Funky Music by White Cherry. Mm-hmm. And Wild Cherry, I mean, oh my God, I always do that. It's <laughs> Wild Cherry, Play That Funky Music. Um, the song was so successful that it is still one of the like 200 most successful songs of all time. That sounds about to right. To this day. Mm-hmm. It was, um, uh, uh, performed as we said by England Dan, but let's break that down a bit. That is actually Dan Seals. He's not English. He's from Dallas, Texas, and he is the brother of the Seals from Seals and Crofts who will be in this countdown later with the song Summer Breeze. And when Dan Seals stopped uh, working in pop, he moved over to country, where he had, Sarah, a shitload of hit songs. Many of his hit country songs were written by Paul Davis. Oh, Oh, wow. All right, Paul Davis. I know. It's like he was just like, you think you're done with me? You're not done with me. And I'd like to just take this moment, referencing my country music chart book that, of course, I have, to read to you the names of some of the songs that Dan Seals sent to the top of the country chart. Meet Me in Montana, Mm -hmm. which he performed with Marie Osmond and which was written by Paul Davis. Just like really sit with that. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I've got your crested butte right here. (laughs) <laughs> um you bring out the wild side of me which he wrote himself um it just it's it's fascinating to me how many people there are from this time that just keep showing up in each other's professional lives we had a <clears throat> commenter on our patreon poll who identified this as possibly the first booty call song mm-hmm. which is fair because the very first verse says the following. Hello. Yeah, it's been a while. Not much. How about you? I'm not sure why I called. 
I guess I really just wanted to talk to you. Mm-hmm. That is like a telephone monologue that you would do in an acting class, but it's yes. the first verse of this song. Yeah. And for me, Sarah, the reason that this song is so moist is he keeps dancing around what he wants and he keeps saying like look i I don't i'm not trying he won't ever actually say he wants to bang her but he keeps saying that he doesn't want it to mean anything so it's like this it's this soft pretty way of saying i have no interest in you as a person and let's be fine with that well and i won't ask for promises or like you don't have to commit to anything meaning I won't promise you anything, and I won't commit right. to anything. Um, our, uh, but trying uh, to frame it as a positive for you. Yeah. yeah. That it's like n- no strings, right? Isn't that what the 70s feminist lady wants? Um, this absolutely is a you up song. And someone said on Twitter, at um, Dorminion told us on Twitter that uh, their rubric for deciding how moist a song is, is how you up-esque it is. <laughs> and a- as I told them and will tell everyone now, that was the second note that I took on the song. The first being, so yeah, it's been a while. Not long enough, Dan slash John Ford. Um, <laughs> this song, uh, again, it, it's like just vicariously embarrassing to listen to like um, that. He's like, well, let's do all these activities in which we could end up boning. It's like, oh, yeah, we could just stay home and watch TV. It really doesn't matter much to me. Like, of course, that's what he would prefer because then you're already on a couch and then it's, you know, yes. a short hop to f- fuck city. <laughs> England Dan, President Chamber of Commerce. Um, I also love that they bring in a backing vocal, like a, a lady backing vocal that makes <laughs> really it somehow like – more convincing that he just wants to hang out that his like wing woman is like oh yeah it's fine he just wants to like see what you've been up to and he's super interested to hear about your career and that is absolutely not anything digging into your leg like okay that's just a half-eaten roll of certs i promise (laughs) is that a velament or are you just happy to see me Um, I am not particularly happy to see this, um, ever like on a light FM playlist because it's just, it was on like every KTEL, you know, songs of romance, uh, collection that was advertised during I love Lucy reruns when I was little. But anyway, uh, it's indisputably number one for me, at least this week, 20 points. Cause, oh my God, you up? Well, England, Dan, and John Ford. I know you're up. I'd also just like to add, I love slash am amazed by the fact that the line, I'm not talking about moving in, doesn't scan at all. I'm not talking about moving in. Like, you can't even articulate it in a way that's comprehensible, but they were so dedicated to trying to make it a positive that he just wants to fucking run that they left it in the song. And I admire that moxie. Before we continue with the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work toward goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash believe. Again, that's noom, N-O-O-M, 
dot com slash believe b l e a v. Yeah, he also leads with like we could go to a like third like a second location. Like yeah. we could walk in a windy park and then you could fall on my dick under a tree. Like what? I mean, you didn't think this through, park, did you? That is a windy park. That's like someone who misunderstands the language of romance and is trying to appropriate it tonight. Yeah. Hey, baby, would you like to walk in a windy park? Later, I would put hand on your bosom plate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Okay, so where did you rank this um, sad ESL interpretation of a woman's needs? Well, just like you and just like the patrons, I also put this song in first place. Oh. This is this was the first song that was able for the patrons to knock Baby Come Back out of first place. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say the maximum number of points a song can receive this week is 60. And that is how many points I'd really love to see you tonight has received. Wow. Yeah. I mean, look, re- respect and a question mark. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I find myself singing this song to myself as I walk around these last few weeks because there that hook is good. It's a it's a successful hook, but yeah. if given if I had my druthers, I would much rather listen to how much I feel than I'd really love to see you tonight. Oh, sure. Um, well, let's talk about whether we honestly love our next song because I I experienced a lot of emotional and spiritual um secondhand discomfort <laughs> this week um on behalf of various performers and narrators and um Olivia Newton John I mean b- bless her heart truly but I my skin is like actually crawling right now let's just <laughs> let's just hear the clip and get it over with I don't know how you feel besides like you um, want to shower for a week. Um, but this, I think, is more in Bonnie Raitt, I Can't Make You Love Me territory. Um, mm. There are a number of fanfics that, well, or non-fanfics that I could write about this song. And I wrote several of them. I mean, the sound, obviously, is extremely moist. And if anyone can sell that sort of turn of the 70s and 80s, like emotionally, um, like plangent oversharing. It's <laughs> ONJ. Uh, but, uh, and I just feel like she had too many glasses of Tempranillo at the Christmas party. She told a coworker some shit that she should have put in her journal. And now she's singing this like to his voicemail and now she's going to eat a Stouffer's, throw it up and spend the next day in bed cringing and wondering if she can just quit her job and never have to go in again. Or they fucked. He was like, I'm married. Try not to weird out on me, Olivia. And she's completely weirding out on him. And he's like, well, time to apply for a transfer. Like, I don't know where these narratives are coming from in my head, but. Well, but, you know, in the the, the very last verse, she says. If we were both born in another place in time, this moment might be ending in a kiss. But there you are with yours, and here I am with mine. So it's basically the same story as what was in the Ambrosia song. Yeah. That it's like, we all make choices. And um, yeah, these roads aren't going to cross again. I mean, despite the sound, and it's not completely, like it's not bone dry, as it were, but it's... 
I don't think it's that moist. It's a confessional song that is um, emotionally naked. But I, th- I think that one of the things that we keep coming back to is this, um, not undercover, but like this manipulative opacity to the lyric that it's like, if it's sincere, it's creepy. And if it's not, it's also creepy because he's trying to get one over. And a, f- a female vocalist is not going to bring that suspicion for me. So I didn't think this was that moist comparatively. Mm. I am uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, I know, Olivia, you tried not to make us uncomfortable, but girl, we are we are deeply this is like the August of the of the week, possibly. But I had this in 15th place with six points. I just don't. I think it is, again, like raw confessional, but I don't think that's that moist because it's not that sleazy. It's just sad. Yeah, um, fair enough. I will say, for reasons that I find very difficult to comprehend, this song reached number one in the United States. (laughs) I I, I just don't think this song is pleasant to listen to. It's so, it's somehow a vacancy I'm listening to it and it's like it isn't happening. I, I, that's the best way I can think of to describe it. And for a song that is supposed to be about raw emotion, it doesn't sound like it has any emotion in it whatsoever to me. And we know for a fact that after she goes through her slutty Sandy makeover at the end of Greece, Olivia Newton-John's career takes a much more sexual turn. Uh-huh. And eventually she gets to physical where she's talking about seeing a porn movie with a guy and then banging him until he can't stand up anymore. Mark, that song is about aerobics. Don't be gross. (laughs) What is wrong with me? Why do I have to make everything so dirty? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also want to note that for the third time in this season, we have a song written by Peter Allen. Mm. Hey, buddy. After Arthur's theme and Don't Cry Out Loud, he's back, back, back again with... I honestly love you. Which is basically now, don't cry out loud. It's just more whispery. And it's also like, <laughs> you know, like we wrote our own vows can go wrong so easily. And, um, you know, this is one of those times. <laughs> now, as I'm, as I'm tending to do each week, I am injecting a little chaos into my rankings because I do want to highlight weekly songs that I think in my final reckoning are not going to do that well. But I do think that this song, for me, is moist. I will uh, respectfully disagree with you. Okay. I think that this is the way, again, like I've said before, that a woman is allowed to be moist in this period. Mm. Okay. I think that she wants it so much, but she has to frame it in this sad sack way because that's Mm. what was happening even in the midst of the feminist and uh, sexual revolutions that were going on in the 70s, women in pop music, and I think women in the office, for instance, maybe, were uh, told that they were only allowed to express themselves in this way. Like, you right. can be horny through the lens of abject devotion. Well, And I think that when yeah, she says, okay. I see you with your wife or girlfriend and I'm with my husband or boyfriend, I wish it could be different. I think that is the best way that she has to express her own horniness. And I think there actually is something duplicitous about that. And so for me, hmm. this week, I put it at number two, wow. 19 points. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah. Because but we're both I right. think you could, I, I think we are both right. And I think that you could definitely argue that this is the um cis het lady version at this time of the third verse of that ambrosia song that the way the man comes at it is a perhaps too frank assessment of how he's incorporated the loss of this previous love into his um intimate life whereas a woman has to perform more um, emotional connection slash regret for fucking. Yes. And make it less about fucking. Like everyone has to pretend that it's not about fucking. 
But, right. And you just, you have yeah. to pretend about it in different ways. Yes, exactly. And then the ambrosia thing is like, well, whatever. It's the late seventies and I don't have time for this. I just blew two rails and I'm just going to put it out there and um, <laughs> women can't do that. So I think you make some excellent points and this may float up for me in future rankings, but today it's just kind of in the bottom tier. I feel you though. And the, uh, the patrons put Olivia in fifth this week mm. with 16 points. Okay. Um, but I will just go ahead and say, spoiler alert, next week, we've already run the poll for episode five. Everything we think we know was built on sand. I t- <laughs> That's oh all my I God. Say. It's so, yes, the, the struggle is real. But first. Uh, but next we have I'm Not in Love by the art rock band 10CC. <laughs> art rock um, band. Oh, my God. Well, it, and good luck. This song was covered in the early 90s by the band will to power that also had a hit with a remake of Freebird, and <laughs> that's how i first knew this song and so you can imagine my surprise when i really sat down to listen to the 10cc version that it's not nearly as accessible in the way that they recorded it but that's neither here nor there in um 1975 i'm not in love reached number two for three weeks in the united states And uh, this is a little bit of how it sounds. Uh, I'm not particularly in love with this sound, which is a lot more um, <laughs> Casio forward and sort of soft cell esque than I remembered. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. Uh, this is, I would say, an, one of those inversions of the you up concept that we come across periodically in this countdown that um, instead of like this lie about like, I'm really missing you as a person and I'd be happy to just talk, but so also let's fuck. This is more like, I, I do actually love you and long for you, uh, the person, but I'm trying to act casual because I feel like you're not into it. And, uh, this is also fairly typical of the periods, uh, I think just cishet men trying to find a place to put their need for intimacy that mm-hmm. isn't going to get them beaten up, um, which is really just so sad for all of us, honestly. But um, yeah, this song is uh, this song is also like layering on so much tech, like the various Giorgio Moroder, um, like... <laughs> It's like they dipped Giorgio Moroder Moroder in a vat of cocaine <laughs> and then um rolled him out with a rolling pin. It's to in order to hide the the vocal. Like I think that this is actually quite um sincere longing that is being masked orally and lyrically in an attempt to protect the narrator, but I could be totally wrong about that, um, but it it's not all that moist to me, despite it being sort of one of the first, I'm going to say, five to seven songs that comes to mind when you talk about America's Damn 40. When you give it a closer listen, I think that there's actually a more um, cynically distanced thing happening there emotionally so i had this at uh number 12 with nine points interestingly i had it at number nine with 12 points hmm. Ha tell me more um our listener tim 
on the Patreon poll said, I only got through two minutes of the 10cc song, including the 30-second intro, and it may be the single worst song I've ever heard. <laughs> it's six minutes long. This is unacceptable by any standard. Fortunately, I was able to find a radio cut of it on Spotify so that's only three and a half minutes long, and I actually think that that did it a lot of favors. Because <laughs> Not to mention you. I will you. <laughs> say that I find this song intellectually interesting all of the layered mm-hmm. backing vocals that they do to create that sonic bass line that ambient sound of voices is really pretty interesting i think it's pretty interesting that they have a woman who actually was their secretary at the time come in to say be quiet big boys don't cry uh-huh. it's a that's a fascinating little moment yeah. in that song it's to have a woman come in and tell them that they're not supposed to feel, and this is me being way out there, but I've always interpreted that, always, when I started thinking about this last week, but I I interpret that as the male narrator's internalized female voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, telling him you're not supposed to feel things, which goes back to what you were saying mm-hmm. before about the men in this period and intimacy. Mm-hmm. So all of that is very intellectually interesting, but it's not that fun to listen to, nor is it all that moist. <laughs> yeah, but you still had it so, moister than I did. What did the what did the listeners think? They uh, had it in 12th place and gave it no wait, no, sorry. They had it in 8th place and gave it 13 points. Yeah. So it was slight a smidge higher than me. Okay. Well, now we've reached that period where through the magic of editing, you're going to hear just a few seconds of music while we take however much time we need to tally up the final rankings for this week's episode. back everyone this week uh we're going to reveal our top 10 but first let me say that hey 19 new to the countdown this week did not make the top 10 it arrives at number 12 on our countdown uh this week number 10 sarah is dance with me by orleans Mm -hmm. with 31 points total that is a combination of the votes that of the points that i gave it that you gave it and the listeners gave it in ninth place is 10 cc's I'm Not in Love. Mm-hmm. In eighth place is Babe by Styx. In seventh place is Arthur's Theme. In sixth place, coming in brand new, is I Honestly Love You by Olivia Newton-John. Okay. And now we get to our top five, where we have two new entries this week, Sarah. 46 points in fifth place is Lionel Richie's Hello. 49 points is How Much I Feel Mm -hmm. by Ambrosia at fourth place. And then we get to third place, uh, which is Cool Night by Paul Davis at 54 points. With just one point more in second place is Baby Come Back by Player at 55 points. And anyone who has listened will not be shocked to learn that with a perfect score of 60 points, I'd really love to see you tonight by England Dan, John Ford Coley, and the Brazilian quintet of Antarctic All-Stars is at number one. (laughs) Well, I I mean, this is only going to get tougher as the weeks go on because I think the top 10, you know, it, it looks pretty clear when you have the whole list in front of you but we've got some wild cards we've got some fascinating discussions and next week we have some serious heavyweights i know i say this every week but it's always true so in i think sarah one thing that's happening that is indicative of what may be coming in the future dance with me by orleans drops from number five to number ten this week which means it's not just new songs that are pushing it down the chart it's older songs that are apparently getting reevaluated, which I think is pretty exciting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it looks from certain vantage points, like nobody's ever going to be able to defeat player. And possibly that's true. We don't 
we don't know how things are going to go, but man, like there's, there's some serious humidity still in store. <laughs> We're only halfway through you guys. So thank you again for wading through the swamp to, uh, to vote and give us your comments. We really appreciate it. And we will see you next time. We'll see you and your bosom plate next time. and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship, that's me, and Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. I also edit the podcast, which is a proud member of the Believe Network. Learn more at BLEAV.com. To learn more about us, submit song requests, get a pop chart reading, or buy a Mastis book, visit our website at MarkAndSarahTalkAboutSongs.com. You'll also find all of our social media links there, too. That's Mark and Sarah, with an H, TalkAboutSongs.com. And for even more content and access to the Mastass Happy Hour, become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Mastass. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.